Let's talk about charge. Charge is not a substance, but it's a property. Okay. So when they say charge, they actually mean a charged particle. Okay. We can't have something that's just called charge. So let's say you're asked to define current and you say current is the rate of flow of charge. Now, you actually mean that is the rate of flow of charged particles. Okay. So when a person says charge, you should just know that they mean charged particles. If I am to say that later on, just understand that it actually means charged particles. Now, let's look at examples of charged particles. We have electrons, they are charged, and they carry a negative charge. We have protons, protons, they are charged, and they carry a positive charge. Okay, they have a positive charge. Now, if you were to take an atom, um, um, an atom normally is neutral. So, any atom that you find will be neutral. What it means is it has an equal number of electrons and protons, okay? So, let's say we have sodium. Sodium will have 11 protons and 11 electrons. Now, if you were to take electrons away from an atom, it will remain positively charged, okay? Because you took away some negatively charged um, particles. If you were to add electrons to an atom, it would become negatively charged because you brought in more negative charge, charges to a balanced atom. Now, the process of adding electrons or removing electrons is called ionization. So, the process of making an atom charged is called ionization. Whether you do it by adding electrons to make it negatively charged or you remove electrons to make it positively charged, it's still called ionization. Now, the next thing you need to know is that charge is measured in coulombs. So, charge is measured in coulombs and for you to have one coulomb, you need like 1.6 million million electrons to have just one coulomb. Yeah, but that is not necessary for you to know. You need to know that charge is measured in coulombs. Now, um, the other thing you need to know is that like charges repel and unlike charges attract. So, if you were to have a positively charged um, particle close to another positively charged particle, they will move away from each other. But if you were to bring in a negatively charged particle close to a positively charged particle, they'll um, move toward each other. So they attract, okay? But like charges repel. All right. Now let's talk about a simple experiment to um, charge an object and to detect charge. So a simple experiment that you can use to charge an object is just to take a balloon and rub it against a cloth or any of the clothes you're wearing and put it on the ceiling. It'll stick there because it'll be charged. Okay, that's a simple experiment you could do. Now, 
A simple experiment to detect charge would be if you'd use an electroscope. Now, this would be understood better if there was simulation, so you could watch a YouTube video or anything on how an electroscope works, but generally it would be you'd bring a charge rod and then contact with the top of the electroscope and it would move charge to the rest of the and um, when the gold leaf at the bottom gets charged it will deflect away so it will move away from the electroscope it would deflect away and then you'd know that the object is charged okay now let's just talk about um, charging by friction okay you could have a perspex rod and a polyethylene rod now a perspex rod if you were to rub it against a cloth it would give electrons to the cloth and it would remain negatively charged and the cloth would get um, it would remain positively charged sorry and the cloth would now get negatively charged because it just received electrons which carry a negative charge if you were to rub a polyethylene rod against a cloth um, the cloth would give electrons to a polyethylene rod and the polyethylene rod would get negatively charged and the cloth would remain positively charged okay so this is charging by friction and how you'd recall is for perspex the n is x perspex so that's exit x zit okay so you you just get it that way so perspex zit <laughs> perspex for exit okay yeah so electrons leave a perspex rod onto the clock hello and welcome in this episode we're going to be talking about electrostatics and its application or the uses and its hazards and some safety methods okay so first let's define electrostatics electrostatics is the buildup of charge on the surface of a material so now we quite um frequently replace the word charged particles with charge so when we say electrostatics is the buildup of charge on the surface of a material we just mean that it's the buildup of charged particles on the surface of a material now all materials already have charged particles but the thing about it is the charged particles will um the oppositely charged particles will be equal in number so say we have 11 positively charged particles and 11 negatively charged particles then the overall charge is zero but what would happen is if we were to say rub um two part of materials together and then some negative charge is transferred from one material to the other when i say negative charge i mean negatively charged particles okay so when i just say charge just replace it in your head with charged particles so if I were to rub two materials and transfer negative charge from one particle to the other, what would happen is the particle 
on which the negative charge um, has transferred to will then become negatively charged, and the particle on which the negative charge has transferred from will remain positively charged. So this process is called ionization, by the way, and ionization is just the process um, is just when when you have um, objects getting charged either by electrons transferring to the object or from the object. So um, the method I was describing here was friction where you rub two materials together and then charge transfers from one to the other. Now, as you know, the, the, that positively charged particles repel, um, sorry, like charges repel and then unlike charges attract. So if you were to have two positively charged particles, then they would repel, okay? And But if you were to have a positively charged particle and a negatively charged particle, then they would attract. So this is just what I'm stating in passing by. But really, what I wanted you to know is that electrostatics is the buildup of charge on the surface of a material. And we could actually say it's the buildup of net charge on the surface of a material. What we mean by net charge, we mean charge that is unbalanced, okay? When, let's say, you have now um, more positive charge building up on a material that was um, neutral because it had the same number of positives and negatives. Now, when you have more positives coming in, or normally it's just negatives that are coming in, um, and then the particle is getting more and more negatively charged, then we're not talking about electrostatics. Now, this charge in electrostatics would then remain on the material because normally it would be an insulator. So in electrostatics, we'll be looking at insulators normally because they're the ones that hold charge, okay? So um, in conductors, when conductors are in contact with the earth, the surface of the earth, then they discharge. So here we are normally looking at insulators because they hold charge, and this is what we call electrostatics, charge that is held in a material, and um, like I would say, it's on the surface. So now, uh, this charge um, is used. This um, is used in um, photocopiers. So electrostatics can be used in photocopy, okay, and in printing. Um, by inkjet printers and laser printers. They use electrostatics um, or in um, electrostatic spray painting or in electrostatic air um, filtering. So if you can use, you can have an electrostatic air filter and it uses electrostatics, okay? The principles though uh, in, um, in air filtration. So Remember that um, it's used in photocopiers, it's used in printers, these are inkjet and laser printers, and then it's also used in spray painters, electrostatic spray painters, and then it's also used in electrostatics, in electrostatic air filters, okay? But then this electrostatic thing can really become a problem to us because when you look at, um, when it's a nuisance, it's say um, you have dust particles that are um, on your gadgets, um, this, they stick there because of electrostatics. So it really can become a nuisance. And it and it can also become really, really dangerous also. Um, 
um, say you'd have a lot of elect electrostatic charge build up, okay? If you'd have a lot of charge building up on a material, it can keep building up until it really gets dangerous. Because, say, um, a lot of charge builds up on a material and then you place your hand on it. Um, what will happen is that um, charge, you, um, charge will flow through you, either to the material or from the material, and then um, what would happen is you can have an electric shock. And an electric shock can cause um, burns or it can actually um, stop the heart and you can die. So elect electric shocks are a hazard of electrostatics. And another thing is that uh, when you have a lot of charge built up in an area where there's a lot of oxygen or flammable gases, then um, what would happen is um, the charge can jump okay, through the air um, to the earth and that would cause a spark and a spark can ignite. Okay, it can ignite the air or it can ignite a fuel. So say um, in industries or um, um, in fueling of airplanes, then you, you are fueling up an airplane. Charge can really build up on the hose uh, of uh, the refueler. And then what would happen is that it can then jump and cause a spark, like I said, and it can ignite the fuel and you'd have an explosion. So um, um, a hazard of, of electrostatics is that charge can build up and it can explode in um, when it's in the presence of um, um, flammable gases or oxygen or fuel. Another thing is that um, electrostatics can cause um, damage to some electrical equipment like chips, those um, chips that are in devices because they are really, really, really um, soft and fragile okay to electrostatics so um they need to be protected from those type of things and yeah electrostatics can also be dangerous because lightning is an example um when charge builds up negative charge builds up at the bottom of clouds then it jumps from the cloud to the earth say and it does this in the form of lightning and it can be dangerous but as dangerous as it is 70% of people that have been struck by lightning um, survive. So, yeah, but it can really be fatal, causing death. Now, how do people protect themselves from this? Um, in a way is by earthing, okay? So, what does earthing do? Earthing prevents the build-up of charge because um, charge can flow to the earth or from the earth. So, if you'd have a negatively charged um object then you earth it charge would flow um the negative charge would flow off the uh, object onto the earth or if you'd have a positively charged object and then you earth it charge would flow from the earth to the object and then cancel out the positive charge okay negative charge would flow and then go onto the object and then cancel out the positive charge and then you'd have a safe um uh, um device or uh, gadget now if you're to look at also at um, the refueling of airplanes, what they do is they earth both the plane and um, the refueling apparatus. Why so? Um, this is to 
um, prevent um, the earth, sorry, the airplane and um, the refueling apparatus from having um, difference in charge because what would happen is that charge would then uh, fly off or something and then that could cause a spark. And it also prevents the buildup of charge on the airplane or on the um, refueling apparatus. And because if a spark is to be caused by either of that, then that would ignite the fuel, okay, that is being used to refuel the airplane and then there'll be a terrible explosion. So remember we said how they do it is they earth, okay, by earthing. So that is all you need to know for now. Thanks and bye-bye.